Welcome to the show, I'm the goddess, I'll be your hostess Ain't clocked out in a few years, so they wanna know what my gross is Protect my magic, I give it to you in doses I'm like super supercalifragilisticexpialidocious But this ain't no hypnosis, I don't mind and I don't clown Verbalizing with the heart through the throat, but it's from the crown Love the skin I'm in, they say black, I prefer brown I ain't sugarcoating shit for this medicine to go down Got a gift inside, I plan to use it Had to heal myself from people around me Trying to abuse it Now I heal others lyrically with motivating music You wanna be a chosen one, well then you gotta choose it This ain't no disappearing act, I just been on the low Turning haters into believers everywhere I go Supernatural creations you feel with every single flow I split my personality in half, call it a magic show Hey, y'all go check out www.thehighestpriestess And goddess. All right, all right. Hello and welcome. I am your host, the Lyrical Goddess or the Highest Priestess, depending on who you ask. I am here to deliver a message. Now, I don't know who this for, but I had to get this message off my mind, heart and spirit. Okay, y'all know how this goes. So today's episode will be about the five aspects of you. Now, if you watch my part one and my part two, then you know in my part two, I got a little bit carried away just giving you all an example of the feminine quality within myself that I had to heal um, at the tender age of 32, 33-ish is when I healed my femininity, when I even realized that there were parts of my feminine aspect that I left along my journey. I had to turn around and go back to one of my earlier mile markers to find my femininity because I left her there, okay? This episode will be a continuation of the aspects, the higher self, the inner child, the shadow, the fa the femininity, and the masculinity, aligning all of them so that they are hand in hand as they continue with you on your journey, becoming a more balanced version of you. That is the goal. Okay, let's not forget the goal here as we do a lot of these examples and reminiscing for myself. Now, mind you all, this is going to resonate with you all if you feel that you are bipolar or have multiple personality disease or uh, or they say disease or disorder. Okay, dis-ease. It's a dis-ease. It's not something that's happening with ease. Um, so uh, this is going to resonate with you there. I am also in the middle of healing as well that is why i started this podcast so that i could just heal out loud and i just know that me healing out loud is going to assist members in my soul family okay i call y'all my soul family because we are connected maybe not necessarily by blood we may not be related by blood but we are absolutely related by the things that we have gone through okay the things that we connect on you guys can relate to what i am saying so y'all are my soul family. Okay. So this episode, like I said before, is just a continuation of the five aspects. And I left off on episode, I believe it was episode six. It was part two of that, where I was discussing the time that one of the times that I had to go back and find myself a part of me that I had left on my journey. Uh, she wasn't lost. She just got left behind. Uh, and that was something that was pretty tough for me to have to go back, rewind, to have to go back, uh, not even rewind because you can't really rewind, rewind life, right? Right. 
So you had, I had to go back and walk and find a walk my journey, turn around on my journey and go back to a mile marker that I had already lived out to find a part of myself that I didn't even know I left back on that mile marker. Okay. So first and foremost, like I've been saying in all of these videos, it is absolutely normal to have these parts of you to feel as if you are multiple people in one. Um, you may be medically or, or clinically or professionally diagnosed with a disorder. Um, they may they, they may have given you a label or a name to it. But over in the spiritual community, um, if you are new here, welcome. Uh, but in the spiritual community, if you are a veteran here, then you already understand what I am discussing. These are just different aspects of us. Okay, these are different vibrations, different energies that reside within us, dif different parts of ourselves that a lot of times that we disconnect with or disassociate with and then we reassociate with them or we reconnect with them at different parts of our lives based on environmental circumstances, based on triggers, based on uh, foods, dreams, sounds, tastes. It will it will it will reconnect you with a part of you that you left on the journey that you left behind on the journey. So um, I was really getting to how I recognize them when I, you know, I won't get back into it in this episode, but I recognize that I would not cry, which is how I connected my feminine aspect with my inner child. Um, I recognize that the things that one of the earlier ones for me to recognize was my inner child and femininity because there were things that I wanted to be when I grew up. I used to want to be certain things when I grew up and I just thought to myself like when did I stop caring? Like when did I tell myself I oh well give it up you're never going to be those things. Like when did I tell myself you're not going to ever be what you want to be. So why don't you just create some alternate reality that you can live in, okay? Um now, that's healthy to do, but it's unhealthy to do at the same time. It depends on what pushes you there, what gets you there to where you reconfigure uh, your compass. Because that's what I talk about is how I had to reconfigure my compass. I was headed in one direction and I had to, the compass was like, I'm shaking it. I'm moving the compass and I'm like, wait a second. True North is not pointing True North anymore. Like, I'm, I got to re refigure out where I'm supposed to be going right now. And me healing my inner child was a major part of that because my inner child is my dreamer, my innocence, the part of me that believed I could before they told me I couldn't. And when did they tell me that I couldn't and I believed them? When was that? And for me personally, I had to go back to my 10, 11, 12 year old self and find my inner child and my femininity, um, the part of me that cared about showing other people how to do it. Uh, how I can, I can show you how to do it this way, or I can help you. I can, it was easier for me to be there for other people than to, than it was for me to be there for myself. Uh, part of my inner child healing, I was healing was not feeling as if I was good enough or feeling as if, uh, you know, I ended that last podcast with talking about that last episode it was about uh, how I would wear dresses. Like my mom, she used to dress me in dresses, really pretty little dresses and jewelry. And I used to be dressed really nicely when back when I was like the only child or even when my mother had my other siblings when I was a younger child, pretty much around right before I got to like double digits. And 
I remember being around other girls my age and they weren't dressed the way that my mother dressed me. And I remember them saying, well, she just thinks she's better than us. She thinks she better than us because she wears this and she wears that. Now, mind you, as an eight year old, nine year old child, my mother's buying my clothes. She's the ones that's putting me in these damn Ashbagash, uh, cutie little things that you know and where I was growing up everybody didn't have that see I was privileged and that's a whole nother episode that we will get into on oh here over on I don't know who this for we will definitely be getting into being privileged okay so stay on a be on the lookout for being privileged and uh what that means and uh how that was something that I had to heal okay and I don't mean just having a whole bunch of money that's not what I mean when I say privileged. So pay attention. Y'all be on the lookout. Y'all subscribe for that episode. Okay. But uh, so I was privileged and I didn't know at the time I was privileged. I was wondering why are these girls, why do these girls not like me? Why, why is it that I'm just being myself? You know, I'm just being my little cute self wearing the clothes my mama gave me. And these girls are saying that I think I'm better than them. I don't think I'm better than them. As a matter of fact, I'm trying to be like y'all. I'm trying to like hang with y'all. Like, you know, I'm trying to be cool with y'all. And it was just like, nah, like, you're not welcome here. You you got this. You got too much that. You you get a chance to do things in life that we can't do. And so we're going to make you feel bad about it. That was something I had to heal. Again, check out the privilege episode. Uh, so that was something within my own inner child that I had to go back and heal as an adult. Why it is that I felt like I wasn't good enough or why I felt like I was overlooked often. Why I felt like uh, I had to dim my light around people. Why Why did I not want to show people my true self? Uh, why did I keep things to myself? Um, there's another time, y'all, quick, quick, quick story of he healing my inner child. I was on the school bus. And I may have already said this in one of the episodes, but I was on the school bus. And there was a girl on there I remember her name her name was Natasha or Natashi and I remember she her telling me she said you talk too much and in that moment now mind you I did talk too much <laughs> I still talk a lot but in that moment I decided that I was not going to talk too much again I decided that I was going to just be quiet and I was just going to watch everything. So I credit my good communication skills to my birth chart because my Mercury is at 25 degrees. But besides that, okay, which that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother episode, Mercury placements and communication. Besides that, I see how my environmental circumstances in my life shaped up my birth chart i see how it has played out because her telling me that i talk too much what that did for me was that made me not talk as much and that made me pay more attention to my surroundings and become a better listener so as opposed to being a talker and not listening as much i became an excellent listener to the point that I quit talking and I just started to pay attention. That's how I started to read people. Because, which I had already been doing it for a while. And then I would just talk about it. I would read people and then I would talk about it. Or I would just be quick to just be myself and like just talk. I come from a talking family. My mother talks a lot. My father is very communicative. And we're just talkers. Um, some people, 
every there are families that are different some people they talk a lot some people don't talk much at all some people can be in the same household with their family and not say no more than three words to them that's not our family we talked a lot uh and so i was a talker but then once i was told as a child on the school bus that i talked too much well it triggered me it had triggered me because my mother talks a lot and as a listener of someone who talks a lot, I was able to see how that affects the communication. And I remember thinking growing up, I did not want to talk as much as my mother did because my mother talks a lot. And a lot of times she doesn't listen. Um, and that's a whole nother conversation. I believe that's something that my mother is, con you know, healing even still. Um, and she's getting better. She's getting a lot better. She's getting older and she's getting to where she just listens a lot now. Um, but at the time growing up, I thought, well, I don't want to be that type of talker where people are just not wanting to hear me because all I do is talk. And then when this girl told me that I talk too much, well, I, it damn sure triggered me because I'm like, well, damn, now I'm like my mom. So what did I do? I quit talking and I started to listen. And then through that listening, came the people reader. I was able to read people by watching them. I know it sounds creepy, but I was able to predict what people were going to do and say just by watching them, watching everything they did. I mean, I took it to heart when she said I talked too much. And it wasn't until I got into, into my 30s, my early 30s, around the time I was healing my femininity, when I started to heal this, at this part of my, my inner child. The part of me that was told once upon a time, you talk too much. Because on from the day that that girl told me that I talked too much on up until I was in my early 30s, I quit talking as much. Except only how I would talk to you is if I knew you. It is if, if we were close. I, I wasn't a heavy poster on social media. I didn't post... Y'all think it's easy for me to do these podcasts. Um, it's definitely taking some time. It did not happen overnight. I was not comfortable speaking around other people. Hence me being a 911 dispatcher. It was easy for me to talk on the people on the, to the people on the phone because it was my job to do so. And I was good at talking. That gave me an outlet. That gave me a, a, a way to talk to people without them seeing me or without them telling me that I talk too much. Because I could talk for a living. I could assist people over the phone, which is my, which is who I am, a healer. I could heal people over the phone and do exactly what I knew I should be doing without being told that you talk too much. You see how my whole entire, you know, early childhood on up until my, even my early adulthood on up into my mid thirties, that's what I did. That's how I, that's how it direct, that's how it uh, that conversation, how it changed my life, how it directed my life, how it played such a part in, and it was an intricate, small thing that somebody said, you talk too much, you talk too much, four words. It, it, it led my whole career. It led my whole way of being. It put me in a mind frame so that when I was in my, when I was 18 and became a dispatcher, it was perfect that I could talk and not have to worry about being told that I could I could help people which is what I love doing without overgiving cuz you remember my femininity needed to be healed because I was an overgiver all the time 
until I became in 30, 32 years old and changed all of that and said, OK, well, now I'm setting my intentions. I put my I'm setting the intentions to be a more to take more accountability for my communication, to be a good talker and a good listener. I, I'm I'm setting those boundaries now. I'm not just doing it because my job says that I'm doing it when I'm using my discernment. My higher self is now aligned with my femininity to be able to care for these people while my inner child tells me it's okay to do so. I don't have to wait for anybody to tell me anymore that I do something too much. I took back control of that aspect within myself, those aspects of myself. And I feel like that you'll resonate with this if 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 you resonate with the story that I'm telling you. Uh, uh, when you realize there was a part of you that quit doing something based upon somebody saying once upon a time that you did it too much or you don't do it enough. Somebody could have said, oh, you don't smile enough. And then all of a sudden you just started smiling and now you're a smiley, smiley person. Somebody says you smile too much and then you just quit smiling. Oh, everything's not funny. So then now you don't laugh at things anymore. Ask yourself, what part of you did you let go and when did you let it go? Because it's going to be useful as you continue to go forward your missions, as you continue to go forward along your journey to complete your missions. You, you have to be able to heal these aspects of you, the masculinity, the femininity, the inner child, the higher self. You have to be able to heal these aspects in order for you to align yourself So that you can live your life, your authentic life, your authentic light, so that you can live your light. And as you heal yourself and you're living your authentic light, you'll see this within others. It'll be a, a reflection, a mirror. You know, the phrase real recognize real debt is so true because when you are. Living in your authenticity, you can tell when others are living in their authenticity and you can tell when others aren't living in their authenticity because you've been broken. You've been broken before. You've been cast aside before. You've been belittled before. You recognize it and you healed it. So once you healed it, you really can recognize it. It's not like when you're in the middle of it and you're still healing that aspect of you, you may not see it yet. You're still in the middle of it. You don't see it yet. That's like someone who's painted a picture and it's still wet. The picture's still wet. You don't know what's going to happen once the picture dries. But if you've painted the picture and the picture's already dried, you already know what happens. So when you meet a new painter and they smear paint all over their painting, you can tell them what happens when it dries because you've already done it. You've already seen it. That may be a horrible example, but what that's what just came uh, up to me right now into my intuition. So some of you could be artists. Some of you could be painters. Side note, some of you could be wanting to put art out and you don't know how it will be received. Okay, that's a side note. But once you realize this aspect within yourself, it's easier for you to realize these aspects within other people. And you'll notice that people are switching. When they switch. I, I really dislike when people say things like, oh, they switched up on me. They switched up on me. Oh, they out here. They done changed. They not the same they used to be. We all change. 
Evolution is the only constant. Change is the only constant in life. Why is it so tough to believe that people have changed? When I meet you and I realize you haven't changed. I saw somebody say that a, a couple months back. He said, he said, and people say you've changed. And I think, well, damn, you haven't. And I'm like, you want to talk about me for changing, but you in the same, you're the same person. You, you haven't grown. One of my soul tribe members said they out there flexing. She said they out there flexing on not changing. They out there flexing on being the same person their whole life, not uh, on stagnancy. They're flexing on stagnancy. Real life. Like, you look at me and say, I've changed. And, oh, they switched it up. But you, this really just me. This is just me going through my growth. And if you don't recognize this, that lets me know that you haven't grown. You haven't changed. You aren't evolving. So in order for you to fully evolve, to fully change, for you to be a better version of yourself, that means you have to leave a version that you used to be. To be a better version means you have to let go of an old version. That's change. So you have to recognize this unhealed version within you, this beaten, bruised, broken version that lives within you. You have to recognize it. So that you can heal it. And then in healing it, then you set better boundaries. Which is another episode that I've already had. If you haven't, I had a boundaries episode already. I don't know if y'all get these or y'all listen to these in chronological order. Chronological order. Um, or if you all are just catching them when you catch them. But I have an episode. Um... I don't know which episode it is. It might be episode two of this season one called Boundaries. When it's appropriate to set boundaries, when you set them, I'm going to tell you what. Once you heal yourself and you figure out these aspects of you, where you are on this journey, you're going to set boundaries off top. You're, it's like the first thing you're going to want to do is set boundaries because you're going to be setting boundaries with, within yourself and the people around you when you heal these aspects of you. Because I'm going to tell you something about doing this inner work. This inner child work, this shadow work, this higher self work, this feminine work, this masculine, inner masculine work, this divine masculine, divine feminine, balancing them out. Once you heal this stuff out, you don't want to redo it. No, you don't want to redo it until it's time for you to grow again. Till it's time for you to push through another cycle. That's another uh, chapter I have. I think that's, a, uh, that. excuse me, that's another episode I have. Chapters and cycles. I believe that's episode three. But you're not going to want to, or it might be episode two, I'm not sure. Y'all look through the catalog, okay? <laughs> uh, you're not going to want to redo, repeat lessons and reset boundaries, like, constantly. I mean, trust me, you do you do this several times throughout your life. You you reevaluate where you are, you set new boundaries. You reevaluate where you are, and you set new boundaries. But what I'm saying is you're not going to want to continue to do uh, the same work over and over. You're not going to want to learn that something's hot and then go touch the stove again and get the same burn. You're not going to want to do that. You're not going to want to heal the same thing twice. You know, throughout our lives, we have different owies. We have different owies. We scrape our knee. We scrape our elbow. We bump our heads. But you don't want to keep bumping your head and you don't want to keep scraping your knee. And you don't want to keep scraping your elbow. You don't want to keep healing the same owie so once you recognize which part of you which aspect of you that needs healing 
you're going to want to set those boundaries. You will set those boundaries. It will happen inherently. It will be something that happens automatically. It will just be something that just happens because as you mature, as you as you uh, are on this healing journey, it's just what happens in healing. You just set boundaries. It's part of it. So that is these aspects and recognizing, you know, them within yourself. They help you to recognize them within yourself and the other people around you. Then you won't feel so crazy when you go from person to person within. Like you won't feel like people throw that word around loosely crazy. Even me, I say, you know, things like, oh, girl, that's so crazy. I don't really mean it like that, but that's that's what I have said. And that is what I'm, you know, I'm like I said, I'm healing as well. I'm trying to get myself out of saying some of the same things that I say. But that's when you will realize that you are not as, quote, crazy as people like to say you are. When you recognize we all have these aspects within us and when you see them coming, you're able to deal with them. You know what helped me? And that's really what I was getting at for this final episode on the five aspects before I switch categories, before I switch topics is I would write them down. So when I knew that I was in my masculine energy, I would write down my thoughts. I would write down. I would take a picture of myself. I would write down my thoughts, things I was thinking about when I was in masculine energy. When I was in feminine energy, I would I would take a picture of myself always. I, I got so good at knowing when I was me, when I was which aspect, that when I took pictures, I could see which part of me I was. I could see when I was in my shadow. I could see when I was in my inner child. I could see when I was in my masculinity, my higher self, based on the pictures that I was taking of myself. I become so familiar with who I was on the inside that even as it was expressed on the outside, I knew who I was at all times. And I still do. I know. I know when I am me. When I am which part of me. And I'll welcome it in and I'll be like, oh, there goes my higher self. Oh, there goes my shadow. Well, there goes my femininity. I'm, I'm in feminine energy. I can tell it. I started to take pictures of myself. I will write down the things that I felt, the, the things that triggered me. I will write down the emotions that come through, the things that I thought about while I was in each aspect, while I was in each part of me. While I was living through each aspect of me. And that's how I became more aware of myself. And I was able to see the same characteristics each time that I would be these different aspects of myself. Each me that I resonated with or each time that I saw me. As in my masculinity, then I recognize a certain pattern. Each time that I saw me in my inner child, I recognize a certain pattern. And once I was able to recognize this within myself, it was easier for me to recognize this within other people because the people around me were mirroring me. And so when people would come into my life thereafter, I didn't question why they come into my life because I was able to see which aspect of them they were healing and which aspect of them that reflected me in which I needed to heal. 
I hope that makes sense. When they would come around and I saw that they were healing their inner child, it would reflect the need for me to heal my inner child. And if it wasn't that, it would reflect the need for my inner child to walk up and hold their inner child's hand as a healer. To mirror them that they need to heal their inner child. And it's not for me to decide who is getting the lesson here. The way that God, spirit, source, the universe uses you is not that you control the energy. That's a whole nother episode is control. There was a time in my life and my unhealed life that I thought that I could control the energies that I thought I could just control them. If I feel it coming, I can control it. You can't really control it. You learn to adapt. You learn to adapt. Now, I am a Sagittarius, mutable fire sign, and adaptability is my forte. Everyone's not so easily adaptable. But I learned to adapt, not control. I learned to go with the flow. I learned to flow. I learned to control the flow, but not always be in control. And that is how I was able to help the people around me. That's when I started to really put it all together like, aha, this is really me. I'm really on a healing journey and I'm really a healer for real. I don't just feel like this on the inside because as within, so out, so without. As above, so below. It's a mirror. It's a reflection. The way that I feel of myself on the outside, it it now reflects the way that I deal with people on, I mean, excuse me, the way that I deal with myself on the inside now reflects the way that I deal with people on the outside, the way I interact with people on the outside. The way that I know myself to be a healer on the inside, the way I've healed myself is how God uses me to heal other people. So I do feel like in this particular episode, I may be talking to a lot of healers. I may be talking to people that have the same gift, the gift of healing. You may be a light worker. You may be a star seed. You may be a healer. You may be someone who um, is clairvoyant, clairaudient, claircognizant. You may, you're into, your intuition may be on point here. Your higher self may constantly be guiding you. And if you are someone that is a seer or a healer or a fixer upper type of person, as I call us, us healers, we like be the fixer uppers of ourselves, really. Then you're if you resonate with what I'm saying, then healing is paramount it is one of the most important things when you are assisting other people you have to heal once i healed myself like true healing of these aspects within myself then i was able to guide and heal other people it was tough for me to accept that the things that i've gone through the things that i've grown through the things that I've been through, that they were for my greatest good. I, I I used to say all the time, y'all, I used to say stuff like, you know, I always get what I want. Everything I ask God and the universe for, I get everything. It may not be the way I want it, but it always comes through. 
I never worry about anything that happens. And then one day, somewhere in my 20s, I think it was around the time I got married, then I started to like worry about stuff. Like when my energy was no longer my energy and I shared my energy with someone else and I had children and I was living this career, then it went from being like that, like just completely open and being, uh, you know, whatever happens, happens to like caring about things. Oh, and feeling like I was not in control, feeling as if I wasn't in control of my own reality. That was me in the midst of a major cycle a major karmic cycle there was a lot of lessons that needed to be learned okay which is a whole nother episode y'all i got an episode coming out about our karmic cycles so be on the lookout for that as well um but that was something that i needed to learn that was something i was still healing okay and when you get into a karmic cycle and you realize that you're in one and then you have to come out and then find those aspects of you because you probably left a part of you back in that karmic cycle um that's 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 tough y'all that's a whole nother topic okay but that's what i have for y'all as far as the aspects okay i feel like i somewhat rambled over these last couple of episodes which may be good it may not be good so i hope that you all um forgive me if that's not your style um if y'all rock with me then thank you but that was the best way that i could get it out for right now without getting specifically into the aspects which i kind of did but just to give you all examples of how it affected me and how it still affects me as i continue to go forward and as i heal like members of my soul family like how i resonate with this so um it was tough for me and it still is but as a healer i look at things my cup is always full. I'm always looking at it as the cup that is running over. I'll, I never look at the glass half empty. It's always half full. It's always half full. And, and, and like I say a lot of times, and you'll probably hear me say this a lot, my glass is going to always be half full or full to me because you don't know that I've been carrying a thimble to fill my glass up for 10 miles. I had to walk 10 miles from the water source to my cup back and forth to fill it up so it's gonna always look full to me so that's what i have okay that's just a quick message for you all um who are healing different aspects of yourself you are not alone you are not crazy just because you go back and forth between one side of you to a new side of you to a new side of you does not mean that you are crazy you, it doesn't have to always be tamed. It doesn't have to. It doesn't mean you should hide this aspect of you. It doesn't mean that you're. And anybody that tells you differently are not is not your people. If you get around people and they want you to hide a certain part of you, them not your people. Them not the people you need to be around. You need to be around people that will resonate with you. That will resonate with all sides of you. And here's the thing: not everybody's going to resonate with all sides of you. There are be there will be people and there have been even on my journey that resonate with me and my higher self. They love when I get intuitive messages. They love it. But when I start doing my lyrical thing and I'm my my lyricism comes out, that's my inner child. And when and my masculinity. And when my inner child and masculinity link up, that's you get the highest pre you get the lyrical goddess. When my inner child and my masculinity link up and they're aligned, the two of them, you get the lyrical goddess. When my higher self, when my higher self and my uh, femininity link up, 
you get the you get the highest priestess. And sometimes every now and then the shadow jumps in both of them. Sometimes every now and then the inner child may jump in either of them. You get what I'm saying? So my higher self and my femininity is most of the time my the highest priestess energy. My the lyrical goddess, she is the masculinity and inner child all day long with a splash of shadow. And there are people that resonate with the lyrical goddess, but do not resonate with the highest priestess side of me. And there are people that resonate with the highest priestess side of me, but do not resonate with the lyrical goddess side of me. And that's okay. But the same people that, that do recognize it, they recognize that whether you whether you get down with the highest priestess or whether you get down with the lyrical goddess, it's all me. So what I'm saying is people don't have to resonate with every part of you, but they will respect it. You don't have to understand me. You have to understand yourself first in order to understand me. You have to understand yourself first in order to accept me. And the same I would say to you, collective, and the people that you deal with, associate with, the people you share your time and space with, if they don't understand that you have different aspects of yourself, those aren't your people. Because they have to be able to understand that and respect that, even though they don't get along with all aspects of you. When when I start talking about lyrical stuff, some of my highest priestess people, they they like, all right, we'll holler at you. If I get to talking about uh my intuitive my intuition and dreams, some of my lyrical people, they're like, all right, girl, we'll holler at you. But they still know that it's me. So that's a whole nother message. That's a whole nother episode. That is how you will um you should move forward. When it comes to, I'm not going to say you should, but that is how I would recommend you as you move forward, you dealing with people, you being honest with these people about who you are and you know, they're either going to accept your authentic self or they're not. And that's okay. If they don't, some people only accept certain parts of you. That's, that's fine. I, there's nothing you can do about it. Some people only accept certain parts of you. And then you have people that resonate with all parts of you and that right there, them like your soul family. And I feel like that if you resonate with anything that I'm saying, then you are my soul family. You resonate with multiple aspects of me. You resonate with my higher self. You resonate with my shadow, my femininity, my masculinity, and my inner child. You are going to resonate because somewhere along the line, we are on the, uh, somewhere in our, on our journeys, we're on the same vibration in those or multiple of those aspects. A lot of us born around the same time with the same birth charts or similar will definitely resonate with each other. That's a whole nother topic. Okay. So thank you guys for listening to me for the third time here with this episode of um, identifying the five aspects, the major aspects of you. We will definitely get more in depth with these aspects as the seasons progress. This is kind of like an introductory. Uh, if you know me, know me outside of these platforms, you know, I talk about this all the time and we will get into them. I've got some resources, uh, books for you to go check out some other, um, content creators that put out good content. Um, I don't really listen to a lot of podcasts. Actually, I'm going to be honest with y'all. I don't listen to any podcasts. Uh, 
I just know that this is what I'm being called to do. So this is what I do. But um, I don't listen to a lot of people, but I do have a lot of colleagues and my colleagues, they are on the same type vibration that I am on. And I know that I can guide you guys to some of their platforms and their channels. Okay. So again, thank you all for tuning in. To, uh, I don't know who this for. Okay, or how it's going to resonate with you, but I had to get it off my mind, heart, and spirit. Okay, our next episode will be on forgiveness. So, y'all be on the lookout for the episode about forgiveness. Don't forget to follow me on all of my other platforms on social medias uh, the TikToks and the Facebooks and the YouTubes and all of that stuff. Uh, y'all, I'm not really hip on that stuff, I do what I got to do. Uh, but y'all follow me there. Subscribe if we vibe. And remember, we are all a spectrum of our thoughts, our actions, and our emotions. Y'all be vibrant. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Who I'm going to be today? I give my gratitude to the creator every time I pray. My imagination sets the pace for everything I say. Dreaming possibly or my inner child coming out to play. Dreaming or awake, I'm an astrological guru. I don't fuck with witchcraft, black magic, or hoodoo. I be in my own world. I ain't worried about what you do. If you triggered by my energy, then nanny, nanny, boo-boo, hold on. But I love you infinitely. Plus, without me, there's no you. And without you, there's no me. Our connection is divine. We are part of a trinity. I'll nurture you back to life with sacred femininity. With your nose, breathe in and breathe out from your mouth. Comfort, food, and hospitality. I come from the south your compass is broken i'll gently reroute i care unconditionally my love ain't for clouds since we speaking on ego let's go and bring them out i move with intention and never with doubt creating and doing is what i'm about my passion stays flowing it's never a drought i'm creative and confident with my energy you think i'm cocky i'm healing my masculinity my vibe alone is what others try and pretend to be they love me but they hate me in public that's what's offending me though if i hurt your feelings i probably won't care my shadow done took over now and she ain't playing fair even my darkness got an aura make them stop and stare you couldn't be the truth if being true was the dare. That line alone deserves a share. Fame and fortune is not the mission. My higher self be guiding me through multiple dimensions. I'm invested in myself and how I feel. That's intuition. If you're hearing this, my purpose is a part of your ascension.